chest for a minute. All right, we're chapter 32. So the Rambam continues where we left off. And uh, we're going to discuss now issues that are far beyond our understanding. And what is the problem when you're doing these things? And he gives some very uh, good insight as to where is the source. Well, let's put it this way. The dangers of boldly going where no one has gone before. Okay, we'll call it that. Okay. Uh, so uh, quite wordy, but we'll go through it quickly. So I want you to consider the one who's reading my book over here. Things can happen to intellectual comprehension due to the fact that you are connected to the physicality. Your intellect cannot be uh, dealing to the exclusion of your body. It's part of your body, so it has to follow some rules of physicality, even though you're an intellect. That's what he's basically saying. And Dover Hadoma, it's going to be similar. That happened to your senses. He's going to say, your intel, there are certain rules about the senses, the physical body, that apply also to the mind, because it still is a part of the body, even though it's a very higher form, but it still has, it's still physical, it still has to conform to some general rules. So give an example. Who? When you look with your eyes. Okay. Well, you look and you, and you can see as far as your eyes can see. And that's what you're meant to do. If you strain your eyes and you're trying to see even more where you strain yourself to see something that's farther than what you normally can see. So it's I think he's saying straining your eyes, right? If you go, you know, you know, you can see good to a certain amount of distance. No, 20-20 vision is fine, right? But now you want to see more, and now you got to squint and you got to this or the opposite. Oh, big you're reading very small print. In a, in a book. That really you can't really read it. And you're trying hard to see the very small print. Okay, what's gonna, if you keep doing that for a long time, what's going to happen to your eyes? Okay, it's going to be a double problem. Not only will you weaken your ability to see those very hard things to see. You're going to weaken even what you normally could see. And you will darken your vision. You won't be able to see as good as you could see before you did all that highfalutin looking. Okay? So that one second. So that's a rule with the body. And that's really anything. Let's say exercise. Exercise is good. Okay, but if you do four hours of exercise, oh man, your body's going to ache, and it wasn't meant to do that. And you do too much of it, you can even cause permanent damage to certain parts of your body. So that's the rule of the physical understanding of life. So now he's going to apply this to the intellectual way of understanding. Yeah. Sort of what you said, it's almost the opposite. 
you strain your eyes, you can hurt yourself. You strain your body, you make it stronger. No, no, overdo it. We said overdoing it. In other words, your body is meant, I don't know, a regular person's meant to uh, walk for an hour, let's say. Now, you, you, you want to start doing uh, triathlons and this, this. That, that's not really normal, and it's really not a healthy thing to do. Because you, if you're going to overdo anything more than you're supposed to do, that's not good. It's a certain amount. Yes, exercise is good. No question about it. But if you're going to really go overboard more than is what is recommended, you will cause damage to the point you won't even be able to do what you normally could do. I think that's a pretty uh, accepted point. So, so now, if it, that's the way with the physical part of the body. So let's talk about our minds. Let's say we're talking about a person who is involved in looking into some kind of science, but very hard type of science. If you're going to really think long and hard for a long time without any break, and you're really straining your mind, is tam tame. You will dull your mind. You know, you're gonna, you're just gonna crack, so to speak. And you're not gonna be able to think of anything. Now, at this point, your mind is at the point you can't even think what you could normally think about. Because the power that's in a human body, it's a unifying factor. So don't think, well, you know, physical. Okay, what I'm doing with my hand is one thing. What I'm doing with my eyes is another. Five senses. Okay, the five senses are ruled by the limitations of the body. But the mind is unlimited. No such thing. If you overstress your mind, it's, and, and you're just thinking for a long time about something, then you're, you're, you know, you start going bug-eyed, you know, and you get a little bonkers. Like, I can't, I can't think anymore. I just can't. And now you can't even think about a simple thing anymore. That I think is also true. You have to always take breaks. You have to take breaks. Um, was telling I was hearing from somebody that let, let's say this is a big problem with rabbis right? always doing this all the time so they suggest that you know every 15 minutes just for like a two three seconds just, just look up two minutes, yeah. just look up because you're like making the eye muscle yeah. stretch a little bit so there's working proposals every now and then every hour or two I go around the block yeah. Now, what would happen if you go 12 hours straight? You, 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 you get headaches and this and that. You couldn't do it. So that's the point. So the mental stamina has to, you know, in a way parallels physical stamina. You can't overdo it. Now, that's not relevant for what we're talking about, but now he's going to what is very practical. Ukedomilazel. Now let's do the same thing. When we look for intellectual uh, achievement, and we're talking more about philosophical issues. First, we're talking about regular physical things, and then science, which is accurate, but it's just very hard. Okay, let's say you're you're you're, you're studying for a trigonometry test, right? So after a few hours, your mind's just going quackers, right? But now let's talk about theological issues. This philosophical issues now. Okay, this is where it really makes a difference. Because, okay, now if you hurt your eyes, you hurt your eyes. It's not good, but it's not dangerous mm -hmm. to civilization. If you uh, 
don't you work too hard on math problems and you can't do math problems anymore? Never. Okay. But now we're talking about philosophy. And now you're going to be telling the world what the correct philosophies are. Okay, now we got to be very careful over here. So, we talk about intellectual comprehension. Now, first, going to say the way you should be doing it versus the way you shouldn't be doing it. He says, If you go very, um, what's the word? Not slow, better, uh, you know. at a good pace. What's the deliberately? If you go deliberately, Shieshalov Kidmus Kusha. Let's say we have something that is a big philosophical question, and the one that he really is going to be talking about. We talk about where the world came from. Okay, now that's a pretty heavy topic. Now, without God telling us anything, does anybody have any certainty as what this is? Now, this is one of the three things we discussed yesterday. This is the one that's beyond us. There's a little bit we might understand, but there's a lot that's beyond us. And a lot of people like thinking about these things. Okay? So you're going to think about something like that. So now, if you're first going to go deliberately, and don't fool yourself, to think, you proved something that's not really provable. In which you made an axiom and you thought about it, I said, yeah, this is a correct axiom. But it's really not correct, but you think it is. And you're hasty to not research it out and think more because you think that's the way it makes sense. So now you've established a theory and you said this is a fact. And you're a little too quick on that. Or, but he's saying if you don't do that, if you don't do that, and you also don't quickly discard something that initially you don't understand. It doesn't make any sense at all. So in other words, what's the negative? The negative is come up with quick ideas and say that's what it is when you don't have really enough support for it. Or you dismiss something out of hand but maybe you really think more, it maybe could be true. So, it's, it's, so if you do it the right way, Okay, which means you go slow and you don't say, oh, this makes sense to me. I'm going to work from this point on. I'm going to continue researching, assuming this is true because it makes sense to me. And that thing doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm not accepting that. But the truth of the matter is maybe I should have given it a little more thought and maybe it could make sense. So if I haven't made those three mistakes, as it were, and one more. And don't think you can comprehend that which is the incomprehensible. If you can admit your limitations, rock us only then, you'll have the perfection of man. You'll be on the level of Rabbi Akiva. Remember the famous Gomorrah where four people went into the Pardes and only one came out normal, right? One of them died, one of them went crazy, and one of them went off the derech. Okay? And only Rabbi Akiva came out wholesome. When he dealt with very uh, what metaphysical concepts, and that's the critical point, and he came out normal. Okay? So he, 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 he didn't have any of his faults. Then he'll come out fine. And now we're going to go the opposite now. 
And if you think that you're able to understand more than what's what you're able to understand, and you're quick to discard something that you haven't really proved that it can't be. Even if they're very uh, far possible, but it could be, okay? So basically, so then what's going to happen? You'll be like Elisha ben Avuya. That's how you'll turn out, okay? And more than this, not only you won't be perfect that you're looking for, you're going to be worse of the worst. In other words, your brains are going to be stupid. Now you're going to have all kinds of visions that are going to start coming over you. And you'll have a, a, a tendency towards evil things. And bad character. And bad deeds. Because of the, uh, the, the um, what's the word? Uh, the stress on the seichel and the extinguishing of the light of the understanding. Okay? And he gives an example. Let's say a person also starts see, hallucinating. When he has certain sicknesses, could be fevers or things like that, or let's say, or when you're looking for a long time at very bright things, or very fine things, and and then all of a sudden you start looking, you start seeing images and things like this. What he's basically saying is, be careful when you're going into metaphysics. You have to be very careful because if you're reckless in metaphysics, it's not that shot is so you didn't get the hard idea. You won't even get simple ideas anymore. And not only that, but it will affect your meadows, it will affect everything. And you'll become out like a bum, which was Alicia Benavuya. That's that he went off the derrick. Okay. Uba O's uh yeah. Now uh and on this thing it says, and now he's quoting a Pasuk uh, Mishle, and we kind of touched on this before. If you find honey, eat just enough. Unless you're going to overdo it, and then you're going to vomit. Okay? Honey's good, but too much honey is no good. And that's where they use the marshal with Alicia. Okay, with that same idea. How wondrous is this allegory? We already compared learning to eating as we learned a couple chapters ago. Remember, consuming, ingesting, so you can consume ideas. So you're consuming, you eat too much, right? Good, good ideas are very sweet and very good. But if you go too far, too much, you're going to get sick from it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it mentions the sweetest of all foods, which is honey. And what's the nature of honey? If you have too much, it upsets your stomach and you vomit. It's like it's saying like this. This nature of comprehension of metaphysical things 
in Kol Ramamusa Vachashibuz, it is very lofty, very choshev. It's good to know certain metaphysics. Umashesh Benashlevis, and there's certain aspects of perfection that you need to know about metaphysics. A person doesn't stand by the boundary. It's this far, but no more. And you're not being careful. It's going to turn out to be a deficit. Like you're eating honey. If you eat the proper amount of honey, you're sustained and you get pleasure. If you eat too much, you lose everything. Why? Because look what it says. What did the, uh, Shlomo say when he eat too much honey? Lord, he didn't say, Pentis, but end of a good Lest you be full and be revolted by it. Ugh, I ate too much. No, it says, Elo Omar You vomit. Vomit means sick. You wrecked up your stomach. So that's the muscle. Again, they're using too much good food isn't good. Ingesting too much wisdom that's beyond your capacities is going to not only you won't get the wisdom that you had you'll lose all that wisdom okay obviously if you get to certain areas to the beyond let let's say the mistake that aristotle made okay aristotle's uh huge mistakes over here one second just trying to uh find it where it was um is that which was like I said, he said the world can be created, created by itself. You said that. It, in other words, Hashem created it. Mm-hmm. It can't be. It can't be. So why not? Well, it doesn't make sense. Okay, did you prove it can't be? Did you prove it can't be? What do you mean? How can it come by itself? Well, maybe there's a God who created it. What do you mean? What God? What laboratories has a God? Right? So that, that can't be. How do you know? It's something that one thing you know for sure. You know you don't know. Right? And then what does he assume? He says, well, listen, we have certain laws of physics we know now. They had to be the same thing when was before. So what's before? There had to be something. If there was nothing, then nothing could happen. So there always had to be something. And that was Aristotle's premise. So what what is he doing? What's based on? Now, there's definitely metaphysics here. <clears throat> but Aristotle said, what do you mean? I know what the world is now, so we'll just project. If it goes this way, let's project back and see what would the beginning be. Well, it has to have, something had to be there, <laughs> right? So now from that, so the world has been eternal. That's all. There's no other way to explain it. And it's logical. Remember, the Rambam said that if you're working with logic, you might be right. But they gotta have a Torah that says different. So what is he what what is Aristotle doing? He's come building on false premises that cannot be proven. Okay. He's rejecting premises that he thinks are true, but he hasn't proved that it's not true. You can't prove that God doesn't exist. It's not provable. He can exist and you don't have the measurements to, if if he doesn't you can't prove that something doesn't it's not physical can exist. So therefore, he's making these two mistakes, and probably a little haughty as well, whatever. And now, what, what have you come to realizing there's no creator? Now, let's take a guy like Elisha ben Avuya. He's a yeshiva man. He's a regular rabbi of the Talmud, okay? He knows a lot. 
Now he goes to this or- the orchard. He's going into deep, deep metaphysics, whatever, and comes to the point where he's saying, you know what? This doesn't make any sense. There can't be a God. You just can't. Yeah, that's one story, but that was before he went into the orchard. He came in with questions. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to say, that could all be true. That could all be true. But, but when he went into the orchard, that means it wasn't really an orchard. They were just really thinking deeply, having deep metaphysical discussions. And, you know, and whatever they were saying, I said, listen, based on all this, the world has to, let's say, let's say it came to Aristotle's conclusion. He said the world had to always exist. As it exists, there can't be a Hashem. And I have another proof from my personal life. Oh, what do you mean? If you're going to tell me that there's a God, well, I understand. The Torah was written by God? Really? Well, it's not, it's not true. So, and so when you come in, maybe that was the initial, what do you want to call it, the uh, bias. You know, a lot of people don't believe in God because they're hurting. Not because it's in, so it could have skewed. I'm sure he was a brilliant person, Alicia, but it was brilliant. But he already came with a little skew. So now, so now, what did, what did Alicia end up with? Nothing. But not nothing. He was worse. It was a kaifer. And they got involved in immorality and all these other things. You see, there's an interesting connection. Because if you think you can go through the boundaries of, of understanding the source of life, then why do you have any boundaries in how you live your life? You understand what I'm saying? Why do they have to have any rules? We've already gotten to the point where no man has gone before. There is no God. It's all an accident. There is no rhyme or reason to this world. So then I might as well enjoy my life. Enjoy yeah. So that's the connection between the two. Because they both represent breaking boundaries you shouldn't have been breaking. Going places you shouldn't have gone. And so there's always a connection between the um, false scientists or false philosophers and immorality. That's just the way it always is. It can't be in no other way. And that's what the Rabbim said. Your mitos will become terrible. Because what's what's happened to your mind? You scrambled up your mind, so your mitos is going to be terrible. And that's not a good idea. Okay? Let's continue. Ule'inyan said, Rama's Gambam wrote, that's another statement, also in Mishle. It says, Echol dvash, you eat honey, but harabos, but too much. Lotov, it's not good. Again, for Allah, Rama's Rama, it also it's hinted to, when it says in Koheles, it says Ba'amro, Shmoragokal, watch your feet. Kasher when you go to the house of God. In other words, don't be too fast. If you're going to learn about metaphysics in the house of God, watch watch your step. Basically, watch your step. And look what David said. He said, I never went to things that were too awesome for me. And this is what the Gemara says. It says, Something that's beyond you, don't study it. Don't expand on it. And things that are hidden from you, don't investigate things you can't understand. Which that you are permitted to study, you can study it. But you have no business in wondrous things that are beyond what man can understand. 
Klomar, Shalotolich Esichlocha, don't let your mind wander. To only what a person can comprehend. But something by nature you may cannot really understand. You get engaged, it will damage you. Kamoshmer has it explained. means when it says when people look at the four things, it's a bad thing. What's before the world came into being, you know, the base, what's before the base. Those types of things, my certain things that are beyond what you can understand, it's not a good thing. And they and they end it off by saying, and what happens when you do that? Vishlima also lost and they completed that expression. But they say, What's what's the crime the person is? Koshlochas al quote kono, who doesn't care about God's honor? That's what these kinds of people are like. And what does it mean you don't care about God's honor? Because really, your seho is what is the image of God. Remember way back in the beginning? Man is creating the image of God. What does that mean? It's your seichel. You have a seichel, and God has a seichel. And real seichel is for Hashem. But now, if you don't know how to treat your seichel, then what's going to happen? You're in the image of Hashem. You're going to distort Hashem's image and everything, using your mind to corrupt everything. Okay? And that's what he's saying. Don't go and look into things that will cause damage to you without your capability of understanding this. Okay? Because you're told lo kusha, so you get a certain question, and you're not able to prove the thing you want to prove, don't quickly say, okay, I can't figure it out, it's out. Think more. And think about the honor of Hashem. You don't want to make all these wrong decisions. The yachto, the yamod, and uh, by stopping in your place, is a very clear thing. Okay, so now, what mistake might you think at this point in time? If you're hearing anything the Rambam say, what mistake the Ram doesn't want you to make? You <coughs> overly, overly cautious? I take it, go further, say more. You say venture. good, say better. Not venture, not not do stuff because you're no, 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 no. He he's saying okay, so I guess I'm not going to look into anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not to not bench. No, I'm not going to look. Cautious, I'm, no, no, I'm not going to look into anything metaphysical. I don't want. I don't want to know anything about the unity of Hashem. I don't want to know anything about Hashem being one. I don't want. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to go into any aspect of Hashem. I don't want to get into Bechira. I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into all these things. I don't want to know anything. I mean, you're going to learn Chumash and Torah. I'm not saying not that. But if it's if it's a little bit on the mystical side, no, I don't want to know anything about uh, Hashem and this because stay away. It's a dangerous thing. I don't want about if Hashem is merciful. I don't want to know any of that. So I would say, no, that's not what I mean. There's a difference between knowing your limits than to just not doing anything. And that's the last thing it says. When the rabbis say this, and the Chachamim, that prophets and the wise men said, it doesn't mean to totally close off the gates of investigation intellectually, and to close down your intellect from what it could understand, like the foolish people, the lazy people think, because really it's a good excuse to not learn, right? <laughs> they think that their foolishness is perfection. They're saying, listen, I'm a big tzaddik, I don't got any questions. 
I'm a believer. I don't have to ask any questions. I, even if I don't understand anything, I totally understand. No, there's certain things you're supposed to understand. There's certain, you look at certain aspects of Hashem, there's a lot to learn about from Hashem. And they, they don't want, and, this, and, 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 and others are, who are trying to do it, they're leaving their religion. Because really, by that, they're making darkness into light, and light into darkness. No. So my whole goal is here just to know. There's a boundary to human intellect. Do you have to stop at this point? But now don't worry now about intellect in general. Let's not get into a whole discussion of how does the mind work. Because that's not for now. That's how the Rambam ends. That's not for now. So basically what the Rambam is saying is there is a healthy way to explore the metaphysical realities of Hashem. If you follow the rules, go slow, don't accept things without adequate proof, don't discard things even though you don't think you have proof, well really, they could be very provable, okay, and uh, and uh, and also know you have limitations. If you're able to do that, then you'll succeed. And there's no reason why you shouldn't study this. The Rambam is not the only one who said this from Sajikaon when he wrote his Sefer Amun of the Deus in his introduction wrote the same thing. Sajikaon came up a hundred years at least, maybe two hundred years before the Rambam. And the Chovas Halvavos, when he talks about duties of the heart, he also says a lot of people don't want to get into this because they think, you know, it's not. No, he says, no, whatever. If you're smart enough, you have to go into it. And, and if not, then you're doing a sin. So it is our job to do it, but we have to be careful in how we do it. Okay, excellent. Now I get a break over the weekend.